Hello, and welcome to the We Are The Medicine podcast. This podcast is a place where we discuss a wide variety of topics, from psychedelics and other plant medicines to sovereignty and spirituality. This is a space where we have raw and vulnerable conversations and explore the mysteries of our universe with the intention of empowering listeners and guiding you to ask the questions that will help you come into a deeper resonance with your truest essence. I'm your host, Serena Rose. Now let's get into the episode. What's up, y'all? So today on the podcast, we have my dear friend, Dana Wilcher, who's an amazing artist, painter, entrepreneur, and medicine woman who, with the help of sacred plant medicines, has seriously created the most beautiful life for herself, going full-time with her art, and now she also teaches others to do the same. So this episode is actually a continuation of last week's episode that I did with Dana, because when we were recording, we just had so much to share that it had to be split into two parts. So if you haven't gone back and listened to last week's episode, I would definitely recommend it. Dana shares a lot about her awakening journey and her journey to the plant medicine path how the plants have helped her to upgrade her life in so many beautiful ways. And in that episode, she also shares how ayahuasca has helped her to channel through her paintings and it's so epic. So I would definitely recommend to go back and listen to that one. But in this episode, you're going to hear Dana sharing about the dieta that she did in Peru with this very special, unique and rare plant. And we're also going to have a little story time where Dana's going to share some of her funny plant medicine stories with us. So come along and without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So you mentioned the dieta that you recently did in Peru. Could you talk about that a little bit more just because the plant that you dieted was is so unique and special and rare and yeah, we just love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um I think first what's helpful to to talk about um is what is a dieta. Yeah. Right? Cuz if people haven't heard of a dieta before, it's it, it's it's different than just like a normal ceremony or a normal <clears throat> ceremony weekend. So a dieta and what I participated in, uh, in is a master plant dieta. And it's basically where you're limiting your exposure to certain types of media, um, processed foods, processed sugars, um, uh, spicy, spicy foods, like just different, different types of foods. Um, and then going into the dieta then is with the prayer and the intention of working with a specific plant alongside ayahuasca. And so there there are many different plants that you can diet and they all have different properties. Um, So like, for example, like one of the plants that was offered at my retreat um, is called Bobinsana. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful medicine to help um, open up the heart. And it's like this mermaid kind of energy. That's what I felt from it. Um, There's many different types of plants. So essentially, that's what a dieta is. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Serena? Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a dieta yet. It's definitely in the cars. It's definitely coming. But from what I've heard, it really seems like a dieta is really you kind of merging with this plant and having this plant in your back pocket, in your corner to become your ally 
throughout mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And it makes you so much more connected to this plant to where if you are in an ayahuasca ceremony, you can call upon this plant and they'll mm-hmm. be there for you, support you, give you lessons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because um, I was more sharing about like the the technical aspects of like what a dieta is, but that's exactly right. That's what it's for. It's to help forge a deeper connection with a certain plant ally that's going to help you with different things. So for, for me, when I went out to Peru, um, I knew a while back that I wanted to work with this plant called Noyarao. And when I went out to Peru and talked to the medicine practitioner, we kind of solidified based on what I, my intentions were and everything that that's what I wanted to work with. Um, so Noyarao was the plant that I decided to work with. Um, it translates to the tree of light. And it was a really interesting first dieta plant to work with. It was intense mm-hmm. because, you know, the Noyarao, it's like the tree of light. And the interesting thing about Noyarao is um, there's actually only eight trees that grow in Peru. I don't know if I told you that before. I'm not sure if you're yeah, aware I think of that. You did. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't able to like see it. We did go uh, get to go out to the jungle to see some of the plants, um, but it's really hard to find. It's up in the mountains. But the family, the Shipibo family that um, I stayed with, are actually lineage holders of um, some of the first people to die at Noyarao. Mm. So they have access to that beautiful plant a really, really good way. And it's, um, it was really an honor to like, to sit, to sit with them and to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so you guys know too, that the trees are not damaged and harmed in the harvesting of the medicines. Um, in a lot of times it's either the leaves or it's like surface levels of the bark that then they give space for it to grow back. So they're not like cutting down these trees and destroying them and things like that. It's very ethical gathering where they're not damaging the tree. Um, And this plant, it glows in the dark. Yes. I I was just going to say that. So the Noyarao, it's, it's so like, I thought this was so cool when I learned this, that the leaves, when they fall off of the tree, it's like some avatar shit. Like when they fall off of the tree, they glow in the dark. That is so freaking cool. Yeah. So, so I knew that I wanted to work with that plant just to embody a lot of that, like that light and that illumination. And it was an interesting plant to work with because with the brightest light on the equal opposite ends of the spectrum, it's also the deepest shadow mm-hmm. too. Um, so the Noyarao is specifically for, like I mentioned that all of these different plants have different uses, um, or different things that they kind of like specialize in, I guess. And the Noyarao, it's a really great plant for recovering suppressed memory, suppressed trauma, for shining light on like the darkest areas, for shadow work, um, and so it felt like a lot of my experience in Peru. I was like, so where's the light aspect of this? Like the tree of this glowing tree of light. I've just been deep in a like shamanic shadow cave for the past two weeks. What is this? Um, and it's interesting because what the, what the plant told me is that she's like, well, while you're here for these two weeks, 
you know, it was like a deep dive, an immersion. And she's like, you have the support, you have the, the practitioners, you, you have the support here. We're going to go really deep into the deep work of this, the shadow aspects. And then you're going to find that light as you integrate when you get back. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be cool to show you guys some of the sketches, some of the paintings that I did when I was out there. Um, yeah. And if you're only listening to the audio, definitely go look at the YouTube video so you can see these badass sketches. So for the people who are only listening to the audio, I'll do my best to describe these for you guys. Um, but these are some of the pieces that I did when I was out there. So this is a channel painting I did of, uh, Noya Real. I was in the medicine and I asked, I asked the medicine, um, the medicine of Noya Real, if you were to be painted as a goddess, what would you look like? So mm-hmm. it's this beautiful woman where she's balancing in one hand the light, the sun, and then the moon pointing down below in the other hand. It's kind of like as above, so below. It's that balance. And it's this, the color of the Noya Real is this bright blue. Um, thank you. So I'll hold it's it this, for you. Thank you so much. So it's this bright blue color that's kind of like the trademark color of Noya Real. And it's like I was seeing in the ceremony, like all of these, almost like these DNA codes. She's of the earth and these um, like energy portals behind her. And she's very galactic. Um, So I had kind of limited resources when I was out there. I usually paint in oil. So this was kind of new for me, but uh, I had a lot of fun with that. So that is Noya Real. And again, if you guys are just listening, um, definitely check out um, Serena's YouTube you know, to, to scrub through and to find the, um, the images for these. So this one was a light being that visited me in the first, was it the first ceremony? It was one of the first ceremonies I did out there. Um, I was really deep in the medicine at that point and I like kind of looked up at the end of my mat and I say look but it's kind of different in the medicine it's like part of it is a vision part of it my I don't know if my eyes are open or closed but I perceived it being at the end of my mat and I saw this like seven eight foot tall light being who's like praying over me this giant being and all I saw was like their the figure of like their arms and their hands coming out and then it was like this cloak of the cosmos and they just had a rainbow behind them and like I added all this light code energy mm-hmm. um that is so beautiful yeah so i i hope the listeners i hope you guys can find these <laughs> i think you did a great job of describing them oh honestly. good okay okay well i'll just but it's two. go look at it honestly because the visual is just <laughs> thank you yeah so i had a lot of fun like you know the the art component um being able to express my creativity out there um, Noya Real definitely made me really creative. I felt it when I was out there and I've really felt it in the integration since I've been back in my studio practice. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So now I want to ask you if it's possible, can you say what is your favorite plant medicine to work with? Ooh. Or if you can't choose one, maybe give us like a top three. Oh, that is a hard one. I love them all for different reasons. I mean, I think I'd have to say just in like the profound shifts in my life, my healing, my creativity, like ayahuasca, I think is and will always be my primary medicine. And I don't know, like to say favorite 
Yeah. It's like choosing a child, right? Yeah. And it's like being so deep with the plants, they're all like listening right now to be like, so, so, who is your favorite, huh? <laughs> no, but I think in just in the way that it's helped me transform my life, ayahuasca is like, will always be my, my number one, like, she's my girl. Um... But the fir- I gotta say, the first one that popped up when you asked me that was Wachuma. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Wachuma is a cactus medicine. Also known as San Pedro. San Pedro. But that's the colonial name, so we don't say that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's the name that the colonizers gave to the plant once like the Spanish came to Central mm. and South America. San Pedro? Yeah. It means oh. St. Peter. Oh, so that's why we don't say So we that. say Wachuma. Yeah, that's yeah. the traditional name. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so Wachuma is a beautiful cactus medicine. Um, it's the psychedelic compound in it is mescaline. Um, but it's just, it's, there's such a spirit to the Wachuma medicine that it's like, it's just it's like this grandfather energy a lot of times you'll have um, a wachuma ceremony after working with ayahuasca because it helps balance out the poles again and it's like you dive so deep in the feminine shadow kind of shamanic realms with the ayahuasca and then the wachuma can help kind of like bring you back into the sunlight so to speak i'm actually looking at this i have this like cactus (laughs) he looks like a wachuma picture on the wall i don't think it's what it is but um and Wachuma is just, I've had, it's like heart medicine. He has me laugh at myself. Like, I have some really funny st- stories I could share about Wachuma. I don't know if you want me to share them. Yeah, go ahead. It really helps me not to take myself so seriously. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes with ayahuasca, I can get so deep. I'm like, everything matters so much. And it's just, oh, it's all so much in the emotions. And Wachuma is like, hey, laugh at yourself. Life is beautiful. Yeah. Like, chill you know uh and peyote's like that for me too so back before i tell you guys the story i wanted to just touch on back on that question you asked me i think it would go like ayahuasca wachuma peyote um which is also mescaline but it's a different spirit and it's like it's in the same cactus family as wachuma but it's just it's different there's different traditions with it um mushrooms you know, we'll do a whole other podcast about cannabis because yeah. I do love ganja very, very deeply, but we're kind of on a break right now. Yeah. <laughs> we have a we lot. We won't go into that. We'll talk in a whole other podcast yeah. about that. Um, but, uh, okay, so these stories with Wachuma. So I think one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite memories was with... Uh, one of my exes, when we lived back in Sedona. I know what story <laughs> She knows is, the story. <laughs> All right. So it was on his birthday. We lived in Sedona. His birthday was in June. And if you guys don't know, it gets hot as fuck in Sedona, in like in the desert, even in June, June, July, August. And so for his birthday, I wanted to surprise him to take him out on a hike. And we were going to be doing like a good dose of Wachuma that day as well. And I wanted to take him out to the swimming hole and I wanted to surprise him though. And so it was like a four mile hike in and a four mile hike back. And, and on this, Wachuma. On Wachuma. And this is like in the desert, like 
flat desert plateaus with absolutely no shade to be found anywhere where we get there. And I, I gave him a heads up like, Hey, do you want to do this for your birthday? I'm not going to tell you where, but do you want to do this? He's like, yeah. So, so we get there, we take the Wachuma. We're like, we're like, okay, we're setting out on this journey. We have like, you know, a minimal amount of water, but we have like a drum. We have like a <laughs> All rattle, the necessities. The, rece- the necessities. And, um, the I know, I was just thinking about that. That's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so we set out and there's like a sign right at the beginning of the trail that's like, warning, please be prepared. 30 saves already this month. Like, don't be an idiot. And so we're like, we've got a drum and we've got Wachuma, let's go. And so I just remember, he, he was usually the one that was good at directions. And I just remember <laughs> um, being online, looking at the, the directions for this. And it said, it said, at every fork, make sure you go left. And so I was like, okay. And so the Wachuma's kicking in and we're hiking through the desert. We're like, oh my God, the cactuses and the sunlight. And we're like, whoa. And then we get to this fork and it says to the left is up White Mesa Plateau. And to the right is basically along the canyon. So he was like, "Um, I think we should probably stay right. And I was like, no, babe, no. I remember it said stay left every turn we're going left. So we went left. That we're so stupid. Like the water can't flow up a mesa, and we're trying to get to like a river. So it did not make any logical sense. But um, so we end up hiking to the top of like a mesa, and it even said fucking white white mountain mesa. <laughs> so and if you guys don't know a mesa is like it's like a mini mountain yeah that it goes up and then it goes flat and then it goes back down yeah so we hike up to the very top of this mesa we completely lose the trail we're just surrounded by like nature and cactuses and dire sunlight and we're like i think we went the wrong way and the medicine's kicking in and then we're a couple miles deep into this hike already and we're like oh shit we're running out of water it's getting to be like 105 degrees in the desert in the desert and the wachuma can dry you out and so we're like we can't turn back now like we were thinking about like let's just call it let's hike off the tiny mountain and go back to the car but we and it doesn't sound like a lot like a couple miles but when you're in that kind of heat we were like fuck shit no we gotta <laughs> find the water dude <laughs> like so then we start hiking back down this mesa. We added like an extra mile onto our journey. He's got the drum. He's like drumming. We're like just just walking down through the like it was so freaking hot. Like if you guys have heard, if you guys have heard this song, like I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It feels good to be out of the rain in the desert. You can't remember your name Cause there ain't no one Thought to give you no pain Yeah, so if you guys have heard that song It was basically like It could have been the music video to that song (laughs) Basically what was happening So We just continue on My ex is like We're gonna stay to the right of the forks And we're we're gonna follow the water line And I was like, okay Let's go, fine, let's do it 
And so we finally, we finally, it t- it felt like it took like decades. We made it to this big watering hole and it was badass. It was like the river ran through these two big like cracks in the cliff. The place is called The Crack. <laughs> Literally. Lovely. The Crack. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, between like Sedona and Phoenix. Very highly recommend going. Be very prepared. Please bring an umbrella. But it's a really amazing place. Because then we could, we ended up like cliff jumping on Wachuma, like 40 feet. Oh. To jump into the water. Oh. I, w- I thought you meant like jumping from one cliff to another. <laughs> You're like, how would that work? So that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Don't try this at home, Don't kids. try this at home. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was so beautiful and the water was so cold, but we were still out of water. So we're like, we can swim in it, but we can't drink it. And then my ex was like, Oh, I brought a life straw. I was like, Yes. It was a life straw my mom had given me for my birthday. And he he just so decided to pack it, and so we jump in the river and we're like chugging the river water through the life straw. And the, a life straw, it like filters the water so you can drink. Like rainwater, river water. And so we just were living the life, just chugging the water, just laying there on Wachuma. I was like finding caves. I was like meditating inside of caves. I found on the rock wall out there, there were like carved hieroglyphs that was the exact mirror image of this spiral on my tattoo. Did I ever tell you about this? No. The spiral on my tattoo where I laid my hand on it and it was like, you do do. And I was like, downloads. And it was like the best thing ever. And then I was like crawled up into this dark cave and was like chanting. And I could see like people walking by and like peering into the dark cave and being like, who is in there? (laughs) And it was the best thing ever. And then it was, you know, we stayed there all day. The medicine lasts like 12 plus hours. So it's time to go then. And I'm just looking around at like the groups of like, drunk people with their flip-flops with like no shade coverage (laughs) and i'm like how are you guys gonna survive you are one of those 30 that the sign was talking about like uh -uh. and so are you yeah me runs out of water on a dehydrating cactus medicine (laughs) so judgmental i know god you're like (laughs) oh my god how could you come out here without any so prepared jesus (laughs) meanwhile you don't have enough water but you have a drum (laughs) i got the basics girl that's honestly the most important thing i got the drum a sense of wonder and a poor sense of direction and wachuma and wachuma (laughs) but yeah so on the way back i was like all right i'm gonna be fucking prepared this time so we like there were people there who had like um a a water filtration system so that we could fill up our water um so we fill up the water i we have a couple of towels i get all of everything that we brought i get it wet i wrap myself (laughs) in towels and shawls and blankets and i just look like this little like mummy (laughs) nun just like marching back with my drum a mummy nun a mummy numb a nummy a mummy a nummy a nummy mum just marching marching back through the heat of the desert but it was a little easier this time because we knew where we were going this time so i could kind of like relax so yeah so moral of the story if you hike in the desert in the summer 
with any kind of psychedelic, bring a life straw and like <laughs> an umbrella. And extra water. And extra water. Well, the life straw, as long as you're going to eventually find water, you, you, you'll be you'll able be to right. survive. You'll be all right. But, um... Oh my god. Yeah, I so love that, was, that story. That was an interesting one. I love that one. It makes me think about <laughs> it makes me think about so one of our teachers who is a Wachumero, actually, <laughs> he um leads Wachuma ceremonies that we've been to in Costa Rica. So before one of the ceremonies, I'll never forget it. It was so funny. He said, Sometimes when you're on Wachuma you think you are cactus, but you are not cactus. So don't go and lay in the sun, okay? Drink some water yeah. and get in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> I think you needed that advice. True. I did. My past self really needed that advice. <laughs> Desperately. So before we finish up, we're going to do one final segment. We ask every new guest on the podcast this question. And Ooh. since you're the first guest... Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you first. Amazing. What would you say is your medicine to bring to the world? I know there's a mm. lot, so as much as you can, summarize. Yes. Thank you. Well, that, yeah, that's a great question. I'm really, I'm looking forward to like seeing future podcasts and seeing what people have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would say my medicine <clears throat> that I have to bring to the world is like the first thing that, that comes up is just my art. You know, it's just the things like the, the creations that I do that are just, I think the most impactful when I'm creating them between myself and God and just working in my studio, like for the experience of it and the Mm -hmm. process of it and like, you know, unpacking my own healing journey and, you know, making sense of my own experience of this life and translating that into my artwork and, you know, I, I think that's the medicine that I incarnated in this lifetime to bring mm-hmm. is the art and the messages that go along with that. And, um, <clears throat> the messages with the healing, you know, I, I think like a lot of, especially like light workers, like a lot of people, I didn't go through everything I went through for no reason, you know? Mm-hmm. And so really, I think it's to, um, to translate those experiences and to transmute them through the artwork and to help also inspire other artists and other people who are creative to share their gifts and to tap into that same deep transmutation of their past through their art Mm -hmm. so that's what I would say I love that and that's beautiful and it is potent medicine indeed Thank you so much for coming on my podcast and yeah, my first guest. This was so fun. I had I so it. much fun. I hope that the listeners could just feel the fun energy and feel like they're hanging out with the bros because mm-hmm. that's what it that's pretty what much it is. was. Yeah. This is what we do and we could talk forever. <laughs> so Dana's definitely going to be back whether yes. you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you it was, so much. It was such an honor being on this podcast and yeah, I feel there are many, many more to come mm-hmm. for you, for us, and just you have so much medicine to bring forward to and Serena's going to make a blooper compilation because we have plenty of hilarious 
moments that happened in between conversations. So yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Lots of fun to be had, and just thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Serena. You're very welcome. Thank you all so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this. We love you so much. Mwah. Mwah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment letting me know how you liked this episode. And if you have topic suggestions for future episodes, feel free to leave them in the comments there. If you're listening on a podcasting platform, it would really help me out if you could leave me a nice review letting me know how you like the podcast so far. Thank you so much and stay blessed.